0: All right, everybody, welcome to Navigating the Intentional Life. This is Justin Copeland. I am your founder and co-host, and this is the podcast about masculine excellence. I got to tell you guys, I've enjoyed the uh, journey that we've been on so far and the content that we've been able to put out. Don't ask a lot, but at this point, if you're really enjoying the message that uh, myself and the men and women that we've had on the show are, are getting out or trying to get out, subscribe, share follow leave us a review right we want to keep going want to keep pushing for uh better dads better fathers all around which leads me into introducing my next guest here mr drew camp i gotta say i found this guy months ago he's out there doing great things uh the first one he is being a badass father he's being a badass husband not only that he is proudly serving our country and in all of that that he's got going on he found the time to start the epic dad co drew what's up man
1: justin thanks for having me on man i really appreciate it uh yeah just uh just rocking it um you know doing doing what i can to
0: help out dads and i just appreciate you having me on man yeah absolutely so we talked we talked a little bit offline and your guy that like, man, you're out in Colorado, but super easy to chat with just an all around good dude. And it shows through the stuff that you're doing, uh, what you're posting in the social media, this company that you're getting off the ground. Um, and also just the fact that you are wanting to be able to help um, in every way possible when it comes to fathers being fathers, husbands being husbands, and not only that, know you you've got a life that is about service and so that mindset that heart that absolutely fits into uh what navigating the intentional life is about i mean these are the kind you are the kind of people that i want to sit down with but i think it's very interesting because we all have that opportunity to do exactly what you're doing but a lot of the times we sit back on our thumbs and it doesn't take shape. A lot of great ideas are laying out there in graveyards. So before we dive into what got you from point A to the yeah, Epic Dad Company, tell my listeners, uh, give them a brief kind of overview of who you are, where you came from, and um, you know uh, your background basically a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, Mitch. So I'll do the uh, I'll do the one minute pitch here. So. Uh, <laughs> So, um, yeah, I grew up in, in Georgia, just a little bit north of Atlanta. Um, yeah, pretty regular upbringing. Um, yeah, nice, nice family, uh, kind of you know, middle-class and, uh, you know, had, had the opportunity to go play college baseball, um, and, uh, kind of knew even when I was in high school and into college that like, yeah, the army was going to be a thing for me. Um, and it was a path I wanted to take, um. And uh, yeah, from, from early on, I knew that, uh, but just wanted to go, you know, do the baseball thing. I had an opportunity to, to go do that. Um, and so when I graduated from undergrad, joined the army, it uh, went into uh, to go for the 82nd Airborne Division um, right as an infantryman, uh, which was an awesome experience. Uh, super fun, man. Go get to run a gun and jump out of planes and blow stuff up and, and uh, all that stuff, man. So it's it fun. Did, but, uh, where'd you do basic at? Uh, so Fort Benning, Sand Hill. Uh, oh, you go, man!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I never had the privilege of of getting out to Fort Benning. Now, I'm an Air Force guy. Yeah. All right. So my tech school, as we call it, right, uh, was out at Fort Leonard Wood, Fort okay. Leonard Woods, Missouri. And I got to tell you, uh, my grandfather retired Army, and I was wanting to go to the Army because I'm I'm you know I'm old enough that nine eleven affected me. Um, it took me a few years to to actually be able to get in, but I was like, man, Marines, Army, the hoorah shit. That's where I want to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny you mentioned Yeah, you mentioned yeah, not like, that you, you, gotta,
0: you gotta look at the Air Force and then, <laughs> then I get stuck out at Fort Lost in the Woods misery, man. Does that count? Does that count as
1: the, the armed forces still? The Air Force? I'm not sure. Oh, look at that. We're gonna start <laughs> off like that. I
0: appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate
1: that. Yeah. No, no. It's, all, it's
0: all good. Dude, it was eye-opening, man, because I went from Lackland to Fort Leonardwood and the first time I realized like the the way the rank structures work it was an eye-opening experience there because I think you know it was a uh E8 for in the army and I had a couple of my butter butter bars out there running us through PT in the mornings. It's like zero four and <laughs> we're out there in this mass group and I didn't know at the time that they do basic out there as well Mm yeah so they're trying to get through in their pt and there's only like 20 of them and it's this short thick as hell stocky black dude that looked a little bit like mike tyson (laughs) and they're doing their cadence they're marching through and we're in the way and this e8 absolutely blasts the shit out of this butter bar that had to be all like 24 years old he was probably fresh out of college
1: yeah
0: and i mean he like he was saluting the E eight. He was saying, sorry. Like, he's like telling us, he's like, guys, move, move. Like who like, raw air force. bad That was, bad. I know, like, if I could go back and
1: do it again, man, like top gun, you know, like I should have been a pilot for sure. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I did a uh, basic at, uh, Fort Benning and then did airborne school right after that. Um, and then got stationed up at Fort Bragg. Um, and, uh, me and my, uh, new lovely wife went up to Fort Bragg. Um, yeah, just, uh, just trained all the time up there. Um, and then got deployed in 2012, uh, to Afghanistan, um, uh, kind of right by like Helmand province, um, over there and did, uh, about nine months in country. Uh, and, and after I got done with that man, honestly, I was just like, like I had my degree, um, and I was just ready to go do something else, you know, like. I've done the army thing. I feel like I've, I've given my time. Let me go do something else. Um, so, so yeah, so I got off active duty, um, and, uh, decided to go back to school. So I went back to go get my MBA, um, from the university of Georgia. So go dogs. Uh, we got Clemson coming up by the time you guys hear this, I'll we'll see what I'm the outcome is of that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I went to uh, grad school and started working for a company called Deloitte consulting. Um, it, uh, which was a great experience yeah you know, i learned a ton there um but it was kind of during that time period that like things started to click a little bit for me um, it was just like hey'm I'm, I'm not the kind of guy that's meant to be working for somebody else I don't think um you know and and, and uh, although it was a great company to work for um, and, and nothing bad to say about them at all um you know I just knew I wasn't really having the impact that I want to have um and so that kind of started me down like the entrepreneurial rabbit hole um, of just you know saying, hey what's out there like what type of businesses are there? Like, how can I make revenue for myself, but also make an impact for, you know, for other people. Um, so I started going down the entrepreneurial the journey, um, really just learned as much as I could. Um, and I started a company uh, called Manly camp. Um, that was a, a hiking brand. Um, right. and ran that actually until, uh, it's still going on actually right now. Um, but it's about to, it's kind of in its waning uh, moments. Um, and I uh, really learned like the physical product space. So, you know, how do you actually go about designing products, like seeing where, where there's a need in the marketplace? Um, how do you source products, you know, from overseas, do prototypes, samples, all that kind of stuff. And um, so I learned a ton with that business, but I think really where I had, uh, you know, a big mistake was uh, I, I didn't really define like who who I wanted to serve, you know, like what is the problem I'm trying to, to solve for people? Right. Um, and so when we got to a point of COVID happening, Um, it totally disrupted supply chain operations and, you know, we were out of stock for like six, seven months of products. Um, so at that point in time, it was like, Hey, you know, do I want to continue down this path of a business that doesn't really have a clear foundation, um, and try to push this? Or do I just say, okay, this is a a great opportunity to learn, uh, from some of the mistakes that I made and start something, you know, something new. And that's what I decided to do, um was, uh, yeah, to start up the Epic Dad Company and and really just, uh, you know, serve an audience that I care a lot about, that I'm a core uh, of um, and really try to, you know, provide products and solutions for that business uh, and that audience that are just going to make a big impact in the world. So that's kind of how I got started. And, um, you know, it's been about a year or so that I've had the business and uh, we're we're just starting to kind of see the light, um, you know, bringing our first product to market and, uh, you know, but really what's been cool is, you know, having that kind of strategic mindset of like trying to define what is the problem right now and how are we hoping to tackle it? Um, has just been a huge, huge game changer. Um, you know, and it's been so cool to see like the, the audience that's starting to rally around it um, and rally around the message.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, you know, the, you know, people listening to this, you you make it sound super easy. Everything that you've got going on, you know, you brought up, you started, you started one company, and you're having to kind of put that on the back burner, but in that process grew and, and kind of re-strategized, not only what you wanted to do, but what your passion was, what your message was was gonna be and exactly what you were trying to reach or who you're trying to reach. And it's not easy. I mean, you know that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of growth and learning because there's a lot out there that you know that you don't know. You know, okay, I've got a direct line that I can go and try to find, um, you know answers for but then there's a lot of that you don't know what you don't know and a lot of people um ask questions you know as far as like just even with what what i've been doing is is you know well how did you do this or how did you do that and it's like one you just start yeah right? but to start it's like you said you've got to have that idea right yeah. that idea is going to come from a particular passion that you're going to have it's innate you know uh, the, with with chris we've discussed that You think about what do you what do you look at consistently right on a daily basis what's what's the thing that when you have off time that you're you're putting yourself into and that process of not necessarily elimination but prioritizing and looking at what it is that you know for you you're going to be able to put yourself into because you're married to it once you get going Mm -hmm. but also is like you said is there a market for what i'm trying to do Right. How how am I going to provide something that people want and almost more importantly, that people need? Right. And I feel like that's the space that we're falling into as far as what the content is that, that you're putting out, what the content is. that so many guys like us are starting to put out, which, you know, kind of backtracking a little bit. You served in Afghanistan, not necessarily a, a political podcast, but first and foremost, thank you for your service there. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank um, you. You too. It's a it's a crazy ass time and the only thing I'm going to say on that is if there if there was ever a time for guys that say you know I'm looking at the notes that you've sent me a big change for you is your first child being born if there was ever a time for guys like you like that they're going to step up because they realize now that their position in the world is bigger than just themselves yeah is now is absolutely right now and with that you know, kind of segue into what was it about your first child being born for my listeners that don't have kids? Cause I get that question all the time. Yeah. But tell me about how much that just changes the core of you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's huge, man. It is. And and I'll actually, before I dive into that, I'll go back to the one thing you said of just like, you know, the, the idea of, of something and bring something to market. Like, you know, everybody has ideas. You know, um, and, uh, everybody has an idea of what they want to do and kind of, you know, I would, I would probably argue that like most guys have that drive, but you know, ideas are are crap, man. It's, uh, it's execution, right? It's, it's taking the first step and kind of have that unknown is out there and, you know, saying like, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I know the open direction that I want to go and the goal that I want to accomplish. And I'm just going to take the first step, you know? So, um, so yeah, that's you to just be in action where you did and saying, well, shit, man, I just got to get enough confidence in myself that. I'm going to figure this out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they go and go the first job. Yeah. Like, you know, at, at that point in time, like uh, it, it's awesome to, to have goals and kind of be living for yourself and to have things you want to accomplish. But yeah, the, the moment that first job comes into the world, I mean, your, your mentality changes and, and, you know, it's uh you are now responsible for another human being. Um, and time, time is short at that point. Right. And that goes back to that, you know, I have these ideas, but, um, if you don't execute them on them, on them, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen for you. So, you know, at that point, it was like, hey, I, I'm not where I want to be in life, and uh, this isn't really the, the life I want to, you know, give my kid. Um, and it's time to start taking action. You know, at that point, because um, ultimately, I'm responsible for my family. I'm responsible for, you know, my my child's life and upbringing. And so, yeah, it, it's a huge shift, man. I mean, how was that for you?
0: No, I mean, I think you know, looking at what you wrote me about it. I mean, it's just fantastic because it's it's right where I, where I fall in line because, you know, I'm, I'm a single father and I have my boys, you know, full time. And so I'm wearing both hats and the impact that that has on me, it comes back to what you said is as simple as, you know, you want your child to have a great life. The responsibility of that falls on your shoulders. Yeah. I mean, you said only I can provide that I am responsible. Mm. And that's huge. It's legitimately as simple as that Um, for me, it became a direction in my life that, you know, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. It's, it's bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. And I can have all the great talks that I want to with them, but I have to show them, especially as two boys, you know, in a, in a country where 40%, 43% of homes are fatherless. Yep. What it means to be a man because our boys are being raised by women. Mm Hmm. You know the majority of our boys are being raised by women and it's my job to to give them what that's supposed to look like and the only way to do that is through action yeah right so my process started then and i thought it's kind of the same thing you know what am i doing now do i want them to be stuck in that that perpetual wheel of the nine to five and and i'm i'm working for my living i'm not living for my work not to get cliche but You know, it's like I've got to show them that, hey, through the right process, through the right heart and the hard work, you can actually do something that you're passionate about, something that means something to you and gives back, you know, to them. Um, The other thing that I wanted to touch on real quick, I had to make a note of it, that quote of uh, ideas are shit. It's about the execution. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is man like you know. title this podcast yeah i mean you
1: can strategize and you can have ideas and you know all, all these things that you want to accomplish that's going to change the world but like unless you take that first step nothing's gonna happen man like everybody has an idea you know you gotta have the courage to to take the first step and like i said a lot of it is just building up the skill set and the confidence of like knowing that you're gonna figure it out along the way you know um like I, I don't have all the right ideas like i don't know where the epitaph is going to be a year from now but you know, I know I'm moving towards that overall vision to help create epic dads, and whatever happens along the way, like I'll be able to deal with it. You know,
0: for sure. And I will say, kind of going back, like uh, piggybacking on what you just said, for those you know the people that listen to this podcast or any other podcast that don't have kids, you know, look, I would say the challenge is to take what we're talking about right now and start now. Yeah, right? find that passion that you're you're looking for and start now, so that by the time you have a child you're able to show them the blueprint when you've already found a way to that path to success, right? Get your shit sorted before it ever happens. Now that doesn't mean that you've got to have the perfect right time to have a kid or the perfect right time to make some big decision. It's never going to be the perfect timing, but the point to that as far as how kids can impact your lives, if you start now, by the time you get there, it's going to make it that much easier to be able to be that example, right? Because I think that's like for guys, you know, a lot of us. I know for me, when I, you know, when I held my son for the first time, I was like, oh shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's this real now. Real, yeah, like,
0: this is real. Like for nine months, I got Nakata to pretend, you know, <laughs> like, okay, I know this is coming, but her belly's just getting bigger. You know, like it's not, he's not here yet. Yeah,
1: you read all like the dad books you want to, but it, yeah, it doesn't really take hold, man, until you're in that delivery room and like you hold your child for the first time and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a magical moment but it's also like to scare the shit out of you moment you know of like holy crap what am i doing with my life man like i gotta i gotta get going
0: <laughs> yeah no i mean it was one of those for me i mean it was an emergency c-section it was like being in vietnam i mean it, like the doctor had his foot up on the table like trying to get him out i mean it was violence it was violence in the hospital room yeah and i mean i'm just sitting there going do you guys need anything? Maybe a water? I don't know. Like, it's just fucking blowing my mind right now. But, you know, that is the beauty of kids. It does give you all kinds of, of perspectives and, and or it should. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I go back to 43 percent of the homes are fatherless. So maybe yeah, if it doesn't, you know, th- there's, something doesn't, wrong. there's something wrong with you, man. Like, if you, yeah, you know,
1: I, yeah, I just look at that stat. Forty three percent of U.S. children live without their father. That is that is incredible to me um and like what kind of shitbag bag do you have to be you know to not want to be present in your kids lives and, and i know that, like there are extenuating circumstances for sure with with relationships that change um you know and all, all that stuff right and i understand that um and, and i've been blessed enough to have you know an amazing wife um you know that, that we're partners uh together and so I, i've never been through that but you know still at the end of the day like they are your children it is your responsibility to raise them um Absolutely. You know, so I look at that stat and it just, it just blows my mind, man. Um, and then if you look at some of the other stats too, right? You know, what that 43%, what is that driving? Uh, you know, 63% of youth suicides come from fatherless homes. Uh, 70, 71% of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 85% of children with behavior problems come from fatherless homes. And right. 90% of all homeless or runaway children come from fatherless homes. So if you don't think that being an epic dad is important, like, you need to wake up
0: yeah damn dude and i love that you pull those stats because it is absolutely terrifying and <clears throat> we as a whole are looking at the picture all wrong we're sitting back and we've got this bullshit about toxic masculinity the problem is all of our boys are being raised in an infeminate world where they don't know what it means to be a man yep they don't know what it means to take the lead to take charge And to start processing the things that they genetically innately feel inside of them. You know, I had a conversation the other day with a friend of mine that has a little girl about the same age as my youngest. And the difference between what a nine-year-old boy will do and what a nine-year-old girl will do are vastly different. As a guy, you know what it is like you, you just have this draw to do stupid shit, right? That's healthy, man. It's healthy. things, Things that can hurt you, right? for a boy to go through his life, especially when we start getting into 13, 14 years old, where that calling starts to come, when they start to question, they start asking those questions to take from Wild to Heart with John Eldridge. If those questions aren't answered, that's a wound that that boy is gonna carry his entire life, right? And so when we start talking about Epic Dads, it is the pandemic that we're facing right now.
1: It really is, man. Yeah, it it so is. much of that. Yeah.
0: We lack so much of that. And that's, you know, I think you and and maybe two others, when I first started down this process of what I'm doing now, were, were a few of the first guys that I started following. Because it's a fantastic fucking name. And not only that, like you carry it well, right? Because there's there's people out there putting stuff out that I'm kind of like, maybe you should change <laughs> that title because that's pretty fucking bold. But. You're living that life. And you know, a lot of these guys, I noticed a common theme. I mean, but it's it's a it's a thing that we need. One of the things that you guys are that you are working hard on is as men, we need to understand that we've got to take care of ourselves. Yep. We've got to be healthy, right? It starts mentally, right? But then we've got to also understand that physically we've got to be around. So you had mentioned that you played college baseball. And I know that, you know, being athletic is part of what's kept you on that journey, not only that being in the army. But talk to me a bit about why you find it so important that your physical health, besides the obvious, is so important.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you know, like the the overall goal with the Epic Dad, right, is create Epic Dads. And, and you know, to, in order to do that, like, like you said, you, know, you have to take care of yourself. Um, you know, so that, that's a big part of it. Like, I, I try to break down the, the Epic Dad in three categories of where we're trying to help support and really drive growth for, for men. Okay, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like – you know, we want to help you be, a, be a, a better leader, be a better athlete and a better provider. And so on the leader front, it's like what we've been talking about, you know, for, for the last few minutes is like, you want to make the right decisions for your family. You want to set the example and lead by example uh, and really set the direction, right? Um, so that, that's what we're trying to help do as well. Um, but on the athlete part is like, if you want to be around your kids uh, and lead them, then you need to take care of your body. Uh, you absolutely need to, like it is a, a core component of your overall health. Uh, not only physical but mental as well right the you know the more that you're out taking care of your body uh eating you know the foods you know you're supposed to eat uh getting rigorous exercise um you know it, it is going to help the the mental side of your um your capacity as well uh and then on on the last one is to help you be a better provider um you know so this is where you know you've got to be a pro- you got to provide for your family in terms of financials um and then uh you know this is where we have some some programs as well just kind of help you think about like how can i how can I be the best to set the set the goals that I want uh, to be the most effective at going after those goals? But yeah, but on, on the athlete part, I mean, it is, it is vitally important. Right. And I think part of the reason that we're going on the path of the athlete first and, and thinking about some products and services around that um, is, you know, this is the biggest one, um, you know, especially for new dads that uh, you know, kind of get into the lifestyle and, and being a dad is tough, man. Like I, I'm there, I got two girls. I got another one on the way, uh, girl or boy, we'll see. But yeah, uh, nice, you know, nice man. So I'm about to have three running around, right? Um, and it's tough, man. It it drains you, uh, especially if you're an active and engaged father. Like it doesn't leave you with a lot of time for yourself. Um, it, it's so easy just to be like, well, I'm just gonna watch Netflix tonight, and you know, uh, drink drink a couple beers and crash and, and sleep in in the morning and go to work and and all that stuff, right? But you know, the the longer that continues, like before you know it, you're you're waking up and you know your kids three or four and you're looking in the mirror. You're 40 pounds overweight. You feel like shit, uh, and you're, you're not able to one set the example for your child that you want them to, to go down. But then two, like you know, you don't, literally you're you're in rough shape, man. Like you don't you don't want to go play with your kids, right? So I think that that's why we're starting there. Is like that's the biggest component of uh, that goes untapped. Of like, hey, you know, in order for you to be who you to who you want to be as a father, like you need to start taking care of your body.
0: Yeah, and I I've looked at this. Uh, because again, being a parent is so much more, uh, than, than providing in the ways of, you know, like a monetary, um, kind of standpoint on it. And I think for a lot of dads, especially when we start talking about the role that I'm, that I'm in and, and for, for, for couples as well, I think as a dad, you start to think my responsibility is, is provider, right? It's to make sure that I'm putting the food on the table, make sure that I've Got the money in the bank account and look those things are are vitally important but if you're not healthy that doesn't mean anything
1: mm-hmm. if
0: you're not around you're not doing that yep uh i just saw that 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 single dabs die at more than twice the rate of single mothers or partnered parents now this is a study out of out of canada uh so take that for what you will no knock against my Canadian okay, <laughs> but it's Canada. Uh, you know, so the point in that, to even bring it up is it, look, you have to make sure that you are paying attention to how you're treating yourself, how your, you know, your, your fitness goals should be something that's a high priority. You know, we talk about this, uh, in other, other podcasts, but kind of taking the mindset of it's not about dad bods, it's about father figures. Like damn the dad bod bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why we've normalized that, you know?
1: Um, like let's normalize mediocrity. Let us do that, America. You know, like
0: that's it. yeah, that's it. This is the off put of everybody gets a trophy. Yeah, right? it is yeah. And it goes
1: it goes back to what we talked about. You know, but before man, it's like that stat or all the stats that we listed off. Like it took us it took us a generation to, to get to where we're at right now. Right, like you know, it it didn't happen overnight. Like it's happened over the past thirty to forty years, um, and it's going to take thirty to forty years to get our country on the right track. And like, I, I wholeheartedly believe that this is how we get there is by having more present engaged fathers um, and more epic dads. So that's like, that that's the whole mission, man.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, look, as a guy that, you know, you're in shape, you're taking care of yourself. That only bleeds into your children's lives. That bleeds into your wife's life. It's the example that as a man, that's part of that leadership thing that we've been talking about. It's the message that we're trying to extend to whoever will listen or whoever will engage and you're doing that right i mean you talk about it's tough whenever you're in the corporate life right to find that time but you've got to make that time right yeah. and i know excuse me in your in your you know you said the three tenets of epic dad you talk about the athlete right I love the, I love the mindset that you guys take on this as far as how it is important to take care of your body, but you're not just talking about it. You're giving, tell us about how you're giving guys the opportunity to learn how to do it, to put it. Yeah, for
1: it. sure, man. Like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Like I fall into the same traps that, that every dad does. And, uh, you know, I get, I get super tired and I'm going to miss a workout and Hey, that's okay, man. Like you got to give yourself a break too. Right? right. Um, you know, we're all leading busy lives, but. Uh, you know the most important thing is just to be intentional um, and I think that that's where it comes and I mean your podcast right now getting the intentional life is is uh, you know you got to set time aside to really decide like What are you trying to accomplish and break it down to what actions you need to be doing every day? And hey sometimes like I said you might screw up and miss a day and that's okay Give yourself a break, but you know as long as you're marching down that path, you know, so I think one thing that, that, that we've got and um, probably, probably the best way to like find these resources is just go on Instagram. It's uh the Epic dad co um, on Instagram. And um, we, we've got a pretty awesome 90 day goal planner uh, that we put out and it's, uh, it's something you can download print off if you want to, but it's a, it's a great approach to, to help you really to do that, to define um, intentionally what you want to accomplish in, in four categories of life. Uh, and it's a, it's a really easy acronym. It's be real, uh, mother effer. Um, so you should be able to remember that um, but what you know what do you want to <laughs> like like overall I mean it starts out like it, it's, it's a video series and I think you guys get a lot of value from it it's uh, completely free I don't get anything for it um, but it just helps walk you through uh, you know being intentional about setting up your life the way you want it to look in 20 years in each of those categories right so you know what do I want my body to be able to look like to be able to accomplish you know long term uh, same thing with relationships um, same thing with mindset and same thing with financials right it's just you know define what you want your life to look like um, and then from there is just break that down into micro increments that you can control your actions on a daily basis right so hey if you know if my overall like, intentional goal is like I just want to be healthy be able to go run around with my kids uh, you know be able to you know still be able to run like a 5k in a decent time uh, you know like, if, if that's what you want then like okay, let's break that down. So what do you need to do in the next 90 days? You know, to set yourself up for success there, right? And then it's just going to break down to the daily actions of like, did I go for a run this morning or did I not? Um, you know, so you can hold yourself accountable to, to that. And and that way, like I said, even if you're off track, you know, a day or two, that's fine, man. You, you know, like your North Star and your direction that you want to get to. So, um, yeah, so that I, I, I honestly forgot the question. I'm just super passionate about this stuff. And, oh,
0: no, uh, you nailed it, dude, like, That's there's a lot of things that, you know, that are great takeaways from what what you're saying. First off, you know, the word intentional accountability. Those are two things that are the the foundation to anything that's going to provide you success or that contentment of whatever the goal is or path that you're taking. If you exclude those two things, you're never going to get there. Yeah. The other thing that I want to touch on to that, if if anybody else didn't pick up on this, it's free, what you're providing the 90 day planner, right? You said is yeah, man, all, yeah all
1: the stuff we're putting out like there, there's there's no charge yeah. to it, man. Like I always say in like our emails, like, you know, my, my job is not to sell you more shit. Like my job is to create epic dads, right? And so all the content and services that we're going to put out is
0: free, man. Like it, it's, it's a tool, like, please use it, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. There's, there's no excuse there because it is free. Now, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say that it's not, you know, it's not easy as you start to go down this fitness journey. The thing that stood out for me, cause I've never been a huge guy. I know I look really big for those listening. You don't know that we can see that, that <laughs> each other. Um, so I'm joking, but, um, what I've, what I've thought about in all this time, when I started to get more serious into to my fitness journey, cause I've always been an athlete. You know, I've, I've played soccer my entire life, coached for 10 years professionally. So being in shape is important to me, always has been. <clears throat> but as a smaller guy, I'm 5'9 on a good day. Um, I've always wanted to be bigger. You know, I, I want I want to, if I walk down a street, at least have somewhat of a semblance okay. of maybe, you know, I'm intimidating. So I wanted to add weight, which is, is not easy right it is not easy and so i kept telling myself to my point here is that you've got to start somewhere you've got to start somewhere nobody just woke up and looked like arnold schwarzenegger right nobody woke up and looked like brad pitt fight club um you know i've got a very close uh friend of mine that about eight months ago started down the same path wanting to be healthy take care of himself and he's he's been well, he's obese. He would tell you that. He's, he's massive. You know, he's, he's overweight, um, which is a, a, a huge challenge to try to overcome. And he's a competitive guy. So in his mind, he wants to get out. He wants to be doing certain things, but he's got to do it the right way. And he, you know, finally had to reach out to somebody that pushes him. Somebody that was going to offer a service for him that was going to allow him to be able to just start and not fail to make it consistent and he also had the accountability partner so all of that long-winded story is to say you know when it comes to your fitness you've got to start somewhere you've got to find that accountability within yourself but also find yourself an accountability partner and you know when drew and i started talking about the fact that he's putting out a service that is free and you can find it on his instagram page at the epic Dad Co you absolutely should utilize those tools
1: yeah absolutely if, if yeah if you're looking for accountability too we got a free facebook group the have a dad crew man it's got uh you know guys that are pushing yourself uh pushing each other daily on workouts on yeah any type of problems that we're encountering as fathers and, and just kind of an outlet to, to chat about it but then too yeah i mean grab one of those guys become an accountability partner absolutely like it's it's huge
0: yeah now i wanted to kind of shift gears on this because you know part of being um what we're about to talk about, I think the the physical fitness, the mental uh, stability, the mental health is something that has to be a part of it. But one of those pillars is is leadership. And in that, you discuss talking about making the right decisions for your family. And but the biggest thing being that you're leading by example, and you're setting the direction. So you're kind of setting the expectations. Talk to me about your stance on leadership and kind of unfold what uh, that kind of short, you know, brief sentence I gave you was, but laid out there as far as your views on leadership.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. So I've had the opportunity to be in a lot of a lot of leadership roles, like over, you know, the military, over my career, and then, you know, with family as well. And so um, I've kind of tried to distill a lot of that down to a leadership philosophy that ties closely into, um, you know, if guys are familiar with the military is, is mission command, um, you know, which is that you want to, as the leader, set the strategic direction and make sure there's a, a very clear understanding of like what the goal is, right? And then from there, um, yeah, the mission command philosophy is really like empowering the individuals to, to get to that goal. Um, so, I mean, that, that's kind of the overall, you know, philosophy on leadership. But when it comes to family specifically, um, you know, I think it is leading by example is the huge one, right? Like, yeah, you can try to set that direction, um, but... You know, if you're not actively living that lifestyle, then, you know, you, you, have, you don't have two legs to stand on. Right. Um, you know, and, and so I think that that's huge. Is And it's something I fall into as well. Like I said, like I'll I'll miss days. I'll make wrong decisions and things like that. Like I mean, it happens to everybody. But I think uh, just trying to be extremely intentional about where you want the family to go and then trying to live every day, like up to that ideal. Um, and, you know, that that's just going to be going to be setting the example for the family to follow. And so. Yeah, that, that's huge. And then uh, another one is just – and this is stuff I think we've all had to come to grips with in the last year and a half, um, you know, with uh, with COVID, is it, just, like, you know, making the tough decisions. Um, and I know you said this isn't a political podcast, um, and this isn't – you know, I, I, if, I, if I had to put a label on myself, like, I'm probably libertarian, man. Just, like, just leave me alone. Like, let me do my thing, you know. Um, but, uh, you yeah, know, just to give you an example, like, we're here in Colorado right now. Um, and uh the plan was to be here for about a year or so um and then decide if we love it buy a house you know if we don't we'll we'll move back but uh you know we we got some great news um you know we're expecting baby number three so we were planning on moving back uh to to georgia at some point in time you know in the next like six months or so um and uh, just to be close to family we have baby number three but uh you know it's crazy, man. Like all this, all this mass stuff. And like, regardless of what you, what your opinions are on COVID and masking and vaccines, like I, I am for a do whatever you want to do. Right. Like do whatever you think is right for your family. Um, you know, but, uh, they're coming out with, with mass mandates for five-year-olds in my kid's school. You know, so I, I pulled out of school the next day. I was like, it's my decision how I want to lead my family, you know? So now we're moving back to Georgia. So it's crazy. And it, it's been tough, man. Like like deep down, you know what the right decision is, right? And and uh, I think it's more important now than ever to be able to stand up for that, you know? And, and uh, the more people that do that, um, I think it's going to create the positive change we, we want in society.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you, uh, leading by example, you have to have that core fundamental belief, right? I mean, if if you don't have something that you believe in, what are you standing up for to begin with, right? Whether you have a family or not, but especially when you have a family, being a leader is is leading by example, and that means that you've got to make the tough decisions. You know, you're not the only one. I just had a conversation last night that um, the parents decided same thing. Yeah. They're removing their their child from school because uh, the state had flip-flopped on what is technically a mandate and what's constitutional. It's not constitutional to mandate a non-mandate. It's just wild. Yeah, It's absolutely wild what's taking place. I'm in the same vein as, like, look, it gets real sticky when you start to say you can take away somebody's freedom of choice. When you start taking someone's freedom away and say, well, look, it's a pandemic. So when there's a pandemic on, all rules are off, right? The Constitution is off. Um, And that's where we've got to make these hard decisions, right? Uh, I've, you know, thankfully, I'm here in Texas and right now, my kids can go to school and they don't have to wear a mask now if they want if if i wanted yeah to, yeah if you wanted to wear a
1: mask then they good man you're know, like whatever you think is the right decision for for you and your family you know but uh, it, it should be a you should have the opportunity to make that decision you know right
0: it gets real scary when they start taking away your options to make decisions and you know again that kind of tying that back into being the leader of your home is that those conversations those hard conversations not only have to be had But then you have to be able to put in the action behind it to stand behind those words. And, you know, I think that is where a lot of people, um, especially now, really fuck it up when it comes to leadership. Because in that, you have to be willing to do the dirty work. You've got to be willing to put yourself out there to get somebody to want to follow. I mean, you've got to be willing to follow yourself. And there's a lot of that, I feel like that's missing in you know i don't want to say all of society i don't want to lump it all together because i think it's too easy to give the grease to the squeaky wheel but you know i think that is something that we are missing is guys that will actually stand up right guys that are actually going to be willing to take that on and say like no look you're not going to tell my damn nine-year-old my five-year-old that they have to be this this way in school because if it is then guess what go find a different fucking job because i'm taking my kid out yeah start to act that way where are you going to have a job at you're not yeah and i think
1: i think like right now i mean it just feels like everybody's just waiting for something to happen right like i think you know most of the country would agree that like we're in a pretty rough spot you know and we need to get better um but we're we're extremely passive and just thinking like well i'll just you know the next guy will do it right the next guy will pick up that piece of trash um but what we need to realize is like nobody's coming to save us like it, it is if you want a better life for your family for your kid like it's on you it is your responsibility to do that right And so i know it's tough man to, to step up and to be vocal when it's going to cause some friction um you know but that's just that's the, the environment that we're in right now it's like what is what has to happen and, and the more that it does happen the more that dads and even if you're not a dad of just standing up for what you know is right uh there should be a lot more people than you think um right that that you know are going to use you as an example and kind of put you in that pedestal of leadership right where you you weren't really looking for that but you know, as you do it and you, you act the way that you know, what has to be done is there's going to be people that find inspiration in that. Um, so, you know, whatever, whatever you have going on, and even if you think your voice doesn't, doesn't matter, it really does. Um, you know, that there's, you have no idea, you know, what people could be looking to you for leadership. Um, and just by you setting that example and leading by example, it's gonna have a huge impact.
0: Yeah. There was a thing that I read not long ago that talks about as a man. So to your point of Whether you have kids, whether you have a family, whether you have that, whether you're single does not matter as a man, the more often you are presented with a confrontation or the, the, uh, a situation where you can either confront it or you can be like, ah, cool. No, man, it's cool. I'm cool. I'm good. Right. And you go with the flow that is suffocating your spirit a little bit more. Each time you decide to succumb to that confrontation and wanting to not ripple the water and so as a man it is your responsibility to step up whenever you're supposed to whether again whether you have a family or not doesn't matter for your spirit for your well-being that mental health but that spiritual health as well you've got to be able to step up for what you believe in and that comes back to do you have something that you believe in because right now with where we're at we talk about as a country and being too you know that's ourselves i don't know if that's me or you but the um the country is lacking leadership. The country is lacking that fundamental core that we used to have. I was just having the conversation about family. We've gotten away from family, but leadership is missing. As you see, leadership is going to tuck tail and fucking run, right? That's that's clearly what what we're in right now, and so it is. We do have that responsibility to pick up and say, "Look, no, we're going to talk about it. We're going to do something about it, and it's going to start with our homes. We're going to get that shit in order." Sean Whalen talks about that all the time get your shit in order right now so that said that's where it comes back into that provider right you're talking about georgia colorado what's going to be the right fit for my family and as the provider you're now looking at that possibility of do i go back to georgia we're going back to georgia or we're staying here That shit's not easy Moving no, to it's tough. a yeah, it's yeah, tough decision yeah. you know um
1: but, uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, like, you know, I have a deep conviction on it and I know it's the right decision and, uh, you know, we, we will figure it out and I have the confidence in, in myself and my family that like, we're, we're going to figure it out whatever the next step is. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I bet, back to your point on just, uh, you know, where we're at right, n- right now as a society, like I said, it is a generational thing, right? Like we're lacking leadership and like, why do you think that is? And it goes back to looking at all the stats that we talked about earlier. Right. Um, you know, and so I think if if we want to fundamentally change the way that, uh, the direction that our country is going, <laughs> then we need to have epic dads. Um, and like that, that's the overall mission. And and I, I truly believe that, you know, if we can have more fathers step up and have the role that they should in their family, you know, 30 to 40 years from now, we're going to be amazed at where we're at. Right. Um, and it starts, it starts with you making that individual decision that like, I need to set the direction for my family. I need to stand up for what I believe in. Um, and like I said, that, that's just contagious. You know, um, the the more that you do that, um, you know, the, the the better you're going to be and the more that you're going to lead people that you don't even realize that you're leading.
0: Absolutely. And I know that you could agree that your service and time in our great military definitely shaped who you are. Um. know i've had other vets on and one of the things that that i like to ask is you know i've got a 14 year old son that has talked about wanting to go into the military and i have my my thoughts on it and he and i have the discussion as far as that mindset and what that drive is if there was a kid listening right now that was talking about going into the army he hears you talk about the airborne give a little bit about your heart and your passion behind the military and what you would say to a young man that's looking to go down that path
1: uh yeah i mean mean, it's it's not for everybody for sure um you know but uh i think there's a couple options like when you're old enough right is is hey i can go to college i can go to the workforce uh or i I can join the military right Right. Um, and i think if you're if you're not clear on direction and you know you, you don't know what you want to do um, it is a fantastic opportunity to, to, uh, to one, build a little bit of drive, um, you know, have the opportunity to go do things that other, other folks aren't going to have. Um, you know, but, but I would just, you know, caution and just say, Hey, like it's well, what we see right now, right. With like PTSD and, and guys coming out. And I mean, you know, the battalion the that I, I was in, like, I think we've, we've seen, 22 or 23 suicides, um, you know, since uh, the 2010 deployment. And, uh, you know, it's it's brutal, man. And I think, I think what, it, what often happens is guys go in and they, and they make that their entire life. Right. Um, so when they get out, they, they don't know what to do. Um, and so I would just caution you there just to, you know, to say, if you do go in, you know, treat it like a phase of life. It's a job. Um, do the job at your best, of your ability. But then when you're out, like, you need to transition and you need to believe in something like we've been talking about before right is you need to kind of find that next thing um you know and, and start driving towards that because the, the more that you've back to you know the past and say oh i had such more purpose here and i don't have a purpose now like it, it's gonna be tough for you you know so I, I would caution that but uh you know for any kid that's looking to do it um yeah i mean it's a great experience um you know like i said it's gonna build that drive build that competitiveness um you know, uh, really build discipline, which is a key component of what you need to be successful in
0: life. For sure. You know, I, I will say as far as that aspect of figuring out what it is you're going to do, whether it's, you know, during, during your time of service or specifically after my mindset when I went in was, is there something I could do that would carry on? Cause I, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to be a 20 er you know, like wasn't gonna be a lifer. So. What was I going to do after? So in anything in all of this, you know, it's it's having that game plan. Right. And the great thing that you're doing is, you know, we talked about you have a 90 day planner. That's not just fitness. It's also your finance. Right. There's there's a whole set of tools that you're able to utilize. And my point in bringing that up is there are things out there now that are a hell of a lot better than what it was back in 2006. Absolutely. Because when you leave the military, it's not like they're like, okay. Here's what you can do now. Yeah. See ya. Get the fuck <laughs> out. Right. Like that's basically it. <clears throat> and and then you're left to try to find to find that path. And so I say again, like to the point of all this podcast is there are tools out there for everyone to utilize. You just have to find them. You got to do the legwork. You've got to be, if you want to be a part of the 1%, you've got to do the work. Right. Whether it's military, whether it's being an entrepreneur and running your own business, you want to be a part of that one percent do the legwork, right? Utilize the tools that are at your disposable, especially in an age where you've got it all right there at your fingertips. Um, you know, the uh, the mission that you're on, man, I couldn't be more behind it. I couldn't be more excited about what you're trying to accomplish and what you have already accomplished moving forward. Because in everything that we talked about today, it all sums that up what you're doing, your mission, your goal sums that up and what we need as far as epic dads, because epic dads, Look, that's epic men. Right. And that's that's 100 percent of the core of where we're at. That's the foundation of the heart that we need. So before I even get close to closing this out, I uh, tell everybody that listens that may not know you or may not follow you where they can find you on the platforms that you're on
1: yeah for sure man so i mean the the easiest spot is on instagram that's probably where we're we're the most active is just uh the epic dad co on instagram um from there i mean we link out to everything like we've got you know we got a website that's got uh workout plans on it um you know from our instagram profile you can go to a 90 get 90 day goal planner um you can go do our our epic dad seven day challenge uh, which is another free resource that's uh That's fantastic. Like, if you if you're listening to this and you feel like you know, holy shit, I I feel like this is me. This is hitting home. Um, How do I get started? I mean, that that is a great place to get started. It's just a a seven day challenge, right? Um, And by the end of that, I mean you're gonna be set up for success moving forward. Um, So yeah, just Instagram is the best. Uh, If you guys want to reach out to me, it's just Drew at theepicdad.com. I read and respond to every single email. So if you guys have any questions, I'm more than happy to help and you know, I'll say this, I've said it before, Is like, I, I am definitely not perfect. Um, the, the epic dad is the ideal that I'm striving towards, but I make mistakes every day too. Um, so I'm not trying to put myself out there as some guru or something like that. Like I'm on this journey as well, um, you know, and just trying to help help from the lessons that I've learned along the way.
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you that uh, the, for those who listen, I will be putting this on my Instagram as well. Uh, I'll be putting it out on my platforms so that they can find those direct links to get to you. And guys, for those of you are listening, reach out to Drew. He's a real deal as far as just being somebody that you can utilize as a resource. That's the whole goal. And we want this mission to continue. We want to get it out to as many guys as that are willing to listen, right? That are willing to follow along with it because they want their heart, they their heart wants to be in the right place. And they just need to find that place to start. So again, the epicdadco.com is a spot. Instagram, the I'll be putting that on my page, Justin Copeland underscore. We've also got uh, at the navigating the intentional life page on Instagram. Uh, man, I got to tell you, Drew, this is uh, I've been looking forward to our podcast. Yeah, me too, man. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to sitting down with you um, and we're definitely going to do it again. Right? Absolutely, man. Yeah. We'll yeah.
1: check in and check in in six months and we'll uh, we'll see how you how you how uh, navigating the intentional life is going and see where uh, uh, Ted goes
0: at. Absolutely. But listen, guys, This is Navigating the Intentional Life. I am Justin Copeland. If you want us to be able to continue to share this content, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe, share, right? Leave us a review. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on all the major major platforms. If you want to reach out to Drew, do so. Other than that, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.